0: what's up hey welcome back to the blues library podcast my name is ashley and i'm joined by my lovely co-host lexi hello i'm lexi all right first of all again like last
1: week we are not a spoiler free podcast if you have not read it do not listen i repeat do not listen if you have not read we are not responsible for ruining the ending of any book or series
0: (laughs) yes (laughs) yes For this book, we will be giving a spoiler warning for the rest of the series because the series is seven books long. So (laughs) we will do that. So if you've just read the book King, then you're good.
1: And trigger warning, there is talk of rape in this book. So if that makes you uncomfortable or triggers you in any way, please kindly exit now. We will not we will not be mad at you. (laughs) We totally get it. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. All right, Lex, you want to introduce the Um, book we're doing today? We are going to be doing King, book one of the King series by T.M.
0: Fraser. Just a quick synopsis before we get into our discussion. This is a lengthy synopsis because this book, (laughs) while being short, has a fuck ton that goes on in it. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) lots of info. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Doe is a young girl, she's 17 or 18, and she woke up in an alley with no memory, covered in blood. She meets a girl named Nikki, who takes her under her wing, and they decide to go to a party and find bikers that will protect them in exchange for sex, because they're both living on the street, and that's not a place you want to live. King just got out of prison for three years, and his friend Preppy is throwing him a party. And at the party, Bear, who is King and Preppy's biker friend, sends Doe up to King to cheer him up. And King ends up leaving Doe in his room. Nikki comes through the window and ends up stealing $6,000 from King and shoots Doe while she leaves through the window and it grazes her ear. King takes Doe as payment and tells her that she's his until he decides that she isn't. While King was in prison, Preppy started Granny Grow House as a way of cutting out the weed supplier that would only deal with King, and the supplier is mad and wants revenge now that King is back. King and Doe start to fall in love and they both end up getting tattoos designed by the other person. King also shares that he went to prison for manslaughter for not saving his mom while saving his daughter from a fire. His daughter, Max, ends up in the system while King was in prison and he wants her back. Bear's dad is the president of the Beach Bastards MC and he is meeting with Isaac, the supplier that Preppy and King cut out when they started Granny Girl House. And King and Preppy show up at the clubhouse to meet with Isaac. And they bring Doe because they thought that it was going to be a little party that she wouldn't have to be a part of while, that she could be a part of while they were dealing with Isaac. Doe ends up getting taken into the back room by Isaac and he rapes her before King kills all of Isaac's men and bursts through the door, killing Isaac. Preppy dies in the gun battle between King, Preppy, and Bear, and Isaac's men. After Preppy's funeral, King calls Doe's dad and arranges a trade. King's daughter for Doe. Doe's dad is a senator, and he tricks King, taking Doe, who we find out is named Ray, and leaving a cop to arrest King for kidnapping. We also find out that Doe slash Ray has a son and a fiancé. Ooh, Ooh. fun stuff. That's a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> what like, happened in it? And I was, because I was looking at it to reread it and I was like, oh, it's only 200 and some pages. That's not bad. I can t- easily I read know. that. And I forgot how much info we got in such like, a short book.
0: <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't feel like it's a shit ton of information when you're reading it. Like it feels right. a lot longer than it is. But I just recently got the last three books in this series and they're all real short. But I'm like, so much happens, <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, Ash, do you want to tell us about your makeup look? So the makeup look that I did for today's episode is I went based off of the tattoos that Doe and King give each other slash design for each other um the first one is based off of the design for king's tattoo ray ended up drawing this tattoo and it's a bird with a worm in its mouth but it's all in like black and smudgy and like black and gray and he sees it and he loves it and he puts it on the back of his hand so the design on my eye is like a black smoky eye type deal Uh, but it's a lot darker than i normally go and then i have a really long, thin uh, sweep of eyeliner, and a cute little bird in black right outside of my eye. My other eye is based off of King's tattoo that he gives to Doe, and the tattoo is purple, pink, and blue, and it's got, like, vines, and it's also got, unbeknownst to her, the word king in the tattoo. (laughs) Mastered uh, bastard for doing that. I know. <laughs> but like in the vine work, it's like her reading a book and like these cute little sayings. So like within all of the intense vine work, she sees it as this is a representation of me. So on my right eye, I've got a purple and pink on the outside and like a blue inner corner. I did go for more of a doe eye eyeliner. So it's very thick along my upper lash and doesn't go out very far on the side. And then I also did cute little, like, deer, doe, uh, little spots around the outside of my eye. Lex, what's your makeup and spell? Ooh, it looks so
1: cute. I love it. Thank you. Mine, I did mine more after doe, where she's... She is kind of more innocent. And I think a lot of that has to do with the memory loss. But then she's also still a very strong character. And that probably has to do more with the fact that, you know, she was living on the streets, had to survive. Mm-hmm. So I... Didn't mean to go as dark as I did, (laughs) but it happened that way and it worked. Um, I did more of a smoky eye with um, browns and I added just a little bit of black to make it a little bit darker. So it's a very strong but still soft smoky eye. It does look very pretty.
0: It looks great with your eyes. This is like a nice everyday look. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you guys want to see our makeup descriptions, please head on over to TikTok or Instagram TikTok is blues.library and Instagram is blues.library or blues.library podcast. both of those are us. We'll see you there. All right who is your favorite character Ashley? Oh shit I want to say preppy but I know you're gonna say preppy so I can't <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you can't
1: not love preppy. I know he's so funny. I would so my my thing is is it would either be preppy or bear. I love the both of them. They're both just... I mean, okay. This is another hard thing, because I love all of the characters. But, like, definitely, Preppy's probably number one. Bear would probably be tied with King.
0: Okay. So, I absolutely adore Doe. I think that her (laughs) character arc in the book and the story is awesome. Not so much the book, but the overall story is very good. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of character growth Mm -hmm. from her, right? But Preppy is just yeah. so funny. Like, <laughs> everything he says is fucking hilarious. I know. And
1: when he, cried, or when he died, I, like, sobbed for three hours. I was like, no, you took away my
0: favorite character. I know. All right. What was your favorite LOL moment, Lex? I'm going think about this one for a minute. Okay. I can go. So my favorite LOL moment... <laughs> It's right at the beginning. The prologue, King asks Preppy, what's going to be your hobby when we get older? And Preppy is like 11. He's got this big button-up white shirt that's way too big for him. He's got suspenders on that keep falling off his shoulders. And he puts his thumbs in the suspenders and goes, my hobby? Bitches. Like, oh my god. Like, I'm like this 12-year-old kid. Preppy is definitely
1: like a favorite LOL moment. But... I would say when he leaves the letter
0: that he wants them to read at his funeral. Dude, that moment is all what hilarity. Is Lex, what were your thoughts on we're going to go straight for the nitty gritty, the smut?
1: <laughs> it was very different than what I was used to. Yeah. In some senses, very. I don't know the right word.
0: <laughs> I liked it, though. I did really like it. I did too. I thought that it took a long time to finally get to a goddamn sex scene, but, like, there were little hints of, like, the bike or the bed or, like, things like that, you know what I mean? That was, like, tiding me over, but they didn't have sex to, like, 70% or something like that, and I was like, I just want it. Yeah, um, I liked it, though, because he was
1: pretty respectful, you
0: know, of, like, what she
1: wanted and her thoughts on it, you know, trying to be like, hey, I don't know the girl I was before and
0: I want to make sure that I'm, like, I'm doing good by her. I... Thought that that was admirable. And then it started getting on my nerves because it was like she wasn't (laughs) doing anything because she was like, oh, well, I don't know if the girl I was before would like this. We can't have sex because I don't know if she was a virgin. So, like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I can't get a tattoo because obviously she didn't have any. And it really got on my nerves about referring to the girl she was before as a third person that i did not like
1: my big issue with it was was okay like what if your memory came back you know like you're you're still the person you are currently because all those things shaped you into who you are yeah so like yes i understand to an extent i get what you're saying like yes like it kind of got a little bit irritating but i also feel like books where there's a lot of the sexual tension and it's it takes a lot to get there (laughs) i
0: hate (laughs) those books (laughs)
1: I'm I like, love
0: it because I like to torture myself, so. <laughs> I'm like, give me all the smut right now, and then I can be able to plot later. Torture me for like a book first, and then we can get into it. <laughs> oh my god, I think I would die. I DNF those books so fast. <laughs> I liked this author's writing. I also like how she uses things that men generally don't think of a sexual to be arousing. So like one of the quotes from it is, he breathed me in running his nose along my neck, followed by a long leisurely lick from my collarbone to the sensitive spot on the back of my ear. And I was like, okay, but the neck though, give me all of the neck kisses, touches, nuzzles, all of that shit, because that is so hot. (laughs) Like I was like, panties, wet. (laughs) Like It's the thing. So as far as plot, okay, I did absolutely did not see the plot twist coming. Also, I have mixed feelings about the I know something you don't trope, you know, and like that's something that the person knows is like essential to the plot. It's something that I love in some books and I hate in others. And I loved it in this book because it's not brought up every two seconds that he knows right and it tells you at the beginning there's maybe one or two mentions through the book and then at the end when he calls her dad it's like yes I knew who you were so I liked the plot It was just like something that I hadn't read before so it was very interesting to me what were your thoughts
1: at first I was I remember you had recommended it um to me and I was I was a little not sure because it was just very different from what I had read so far and then I got into it. And while I wasn't in the mood to finish the
0: series,
1: and I will, <laughs> I, I ended up actually really, really loving it. It became a, probably one of my favorites for sure.
0: Yeah, I adore like this whole series. There are some hard parts for me. Like There are a couple of scenes that I'm like, I can't read that. I can't, whatever. But you just skip a couple pages and it's over. The gist is had already. Like when she is raped by Isaac that is not something that I read Mm -hmm. I skip it and then it's brought up that like he was in her like one time and then he was killed yeah so like
1: I had I had to skip through that one that one was that one was hard for me to read
0: through yeah, and I think that there part,
1: is. I would like, I started it because I was like, okay, well, maybe it's like he doesn't get to actually do it. Maybe somebody comes in and stops him. And I was like, nope, oh nope, I can't
0: exactly. And like, I think it's also an, another interesting take because usually in most books, it's the hero comes in before it happens. But like, it was like, what happens if you're one second too late? I thought yeah. that was interesting. It sucks because I don't know anybody that likes to read those scenes, especially like the emotional turmoil about that. Mm-hmm. It was a nice take on something else. Nice as in a refreshing take on something that other authors do. Right. Um, Did you see the plot was coming?
1: I I had a feeling just with certain things that were dropped throughout, like, what was happening. But I didn't see what, like, I didn't actually, like, fully, like, as a full picture scene. I just saw little parts of it. I was like, that's a little suspicious.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I... Never, ever, ever guessed that she already had a kid and that the kid was like two or three. That was never a guess that I had. Mm -hmm. And I never guessed that she was the daughter of the senator. I guessed that there was going to be something to do with getting his daughter back that Doe had to do with, but I didn't know what that was. Right. So I was shook at the end of this. Also, the beginning of the next book is a little nuts, but obviously we won't get into that yet. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like there were parts of the plot twist that I saw and parts that I didn't. Yeah. Favorite one-liner or quotes? You want to kick this one off, Ash? Your favorite one. So I have so many. Um. I have to say, I think my favorite one, just because I relate to it, is that you speak about three hours before you think. Because I'm like,
2: that is so me. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What's yours? I have two that I really, really love. Hey guys post episode Ashley here just wanted to let you know what Lexi said because it did get a little bit cut out she said that her favorite quote was stop being alive and start living because I feel like that was something she really
1: really had to learn and work on because she like like we discussed earlier she wasn't living she was just alive (laughs) yeah my other one is and it was a hard like to choose between the two my other one because when it comes to me and mine I am the judge I am the jury and if need be I'm the motherfucking executioner
0: (laughs) bro that line was another that line was another tmypt line (laughs) that shit will make your pussy throb (laughs) I promise (laughs) (laughs) just me okay jesus um, all right, another <laughs> couple of notable quotes. It's a little long, so bear with me. When someone goes missing on the news, teams of people gather together and form a search party. Police reports are filed, and sometimes candlelit vigils are held in hopes the missing would soon return home. What they don't ever show you is what happens when no one looks. When the loved ones either don't know, don't exist, or just don't care. That's a that would be quote. so
1: sad to read.
0: I know, and, like, it just brings into perspective the whole, like, it makes it more real life about, like, Mm -hmm. this is not something that someone should have to go through.
1: Yeah, it makes, it just makes your heart hurt. Yeah. All right, this is another one that I I really liked, too. Don't get all fucking butthurt about it, Bear. King doesn't even trust me around her, and I only wanted to take her out on a date. Maybe put the tip in a little, but no. (laughs) Preppy, bro. Fucking preppy. preppy. Aw oh gee he's the best <laughs> he is anybody who says differently can come fight me because i will fight you to the death preppy yes. is
0: the best okay oh. i've got a couple well i've got one more that's a little sad so i'm sorry <laughs> this one is doe looking at king and she thinks he looked tired the kind of tired that is less about rest and more about unrest I knew this because I was the same kind of tired. I feel like that just explains what brings them together so well, is that they have not had anywhere near the same life experiences. And, like, they're eight years different in age, or nine years different in age. But, like, it's Mm -hmm. still them understanding each other.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. All right, another good one. These two go hand in hand. Dead was better than unwanted. And then this is what happens when you wish for death, right? Sometimes wishes come true.
0: Oh, the sadness. Next, moving a little happier. Where was he? State. College? Prison. Prison made much more sense than college. (laughs) I love it. I think it's so funny.
1: Doe and Preppy were just so fucking funny together. It was just like a party with the two of them. And I loved it.
0: (laughs) I know. It was perfect for all of like, obviously the sad to be broken up by the happy. Mm -hmm. And my last favorite quote, Grace says you should always have a drawer that reminds you that who you are and what you do aren't always the same thing. And I think that's a really strong like. Sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do, but that doesn't mean that you're a bad person.
1: Yep, one hundred percent. All right, everyone. Just a heads up. This is the warning. If you have not read past the first book, kindly please exit.
2: Spoiler! Spoiler! Uh, spoiler! 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 Thank you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah we will be spoiling for the rest of the series again please if
0: you have not read the rest of the series do not listen further thank we will you we'll see you next time i just saluted like they can yes see me. peace out <laughs> let's talk about preppy okay obviously in this book preppy died yes Creppy is not dead. So I guess if you listened this far and you didn't listen to our spoiler warning, I am very sorry. We made it pretty obnoxious, so they should have listened. <laughs> exactly. Now it's your fault.
1: It's okay. I didn't get a choice in the spoiler. Actually, you know what? I told you that you could tell me what happened because I have only read the first two
0: and I need to finish them. But now
1: I didn't want to read further because preppy died and now i'm like
0: okay now i want to finish the series so there's that also in this it's brought up a lot that preppy has some very extreme sexual tastes so we're gonna put it mildly like that um so when we get to preppy's books i'm always like oh my god like the whole time i was waiting for like some kinky shit like i was like oh my god And it delivers so
1: oh we're gonna be blushing that whole entire that's gonna be the episode that none of our family members are gonna be allowed to listen to or episodes. (laughs) Yes. Like Um, I will just die if any of our family listens to us talking about that. Yes.
0: Okay. Also, let's move on to another character, Nikki who is oh the girl gosh. that Doe was kind of taken in on the streets by, even though they both lived on the streets at the time. Anyway. She took
1: care of Doe. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason for that. And before we get into that, I just want to say, I this was something I did not see coming.
0: Not at all. This is This is one of the ones where I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. And then on the reread, Right. I was like, oh, my God, it literally says in like the third paragraph of like, well, why did Nikki do this? Why Mm -hmm. is Nikki looking out for me? Like, all of these things. And I'm like, oh my god.
1: But see, when you're not, like,
0: fully sure
1: what's happening and what the situation was, you're not really looking for those things.
2: Exactly. And that's
1: the thing that frustrates me when I'm, like, reading books. I'm like, you couldn't have put that in, like, a, maybe a little bit later on in the book where I would have maybe been able to be like, that's a little weird. Why is she? Why does she care? She's a drug addict. Why does she give a shit?
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. This one is in the first dough chapter. So it's chapter two. Mm-hmm. They are in the the gas station getting ready to go to this party and Nikki is like snorting some blow, you know, like Nikki does. Right. And it says, this is from Doe. It says, I judged her and I feel shitty about it, but something inside me tells me that she's better than the things she does. When I'm not extremely irritated with her, I feel almost protective of her. I was fighting for my own survival and I wanted to fight for hers, but the problem was she didn't want to fight for herself. Yeah. And that quote is almost word for word what she remembers in the next book Mm -hmm. like word for freaking word it's crazy and then she even makes a note like she says aloud to Nikki she's like it's eerie how you have me pegged in the short time you've known me it's like well She hasn't known you a short time. She's known you your whole freaking life. Uh, Yeah, that one, that one just surprised me. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. And this one. So when they were in King's room, Before Nikki stole the six grand and jumped out the window and shot Mm it, Doe, Nikki's kind of looking around and she's like, what's your hurry? This place has air conditioning. We don't need to leave yet. Whatever. She looks around and she picks up a picture and turns it to Doe and says, sweet looking kid, huh? She ran her fingers over the picture of a little blonde girl with curls smiling into the camera. For the first time since I'd met Nikki, I saw her smile, although there was a lingering sadness behind it. And now, after reading the other books in the series, the reason she's sad is because it reminds her of Doe's kid and that she wasn't allowed to see Doe's kid when Doe cut her off.
1: Which is sad, but at the same time, it was so necessary. Exactly. And it's just like my heart. Well, <laughs> oh, and I. I was baffled, like, when um, when I found out that Nikki was, was her best friend. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck did you shoot her, bitch? What, I know. Why didn't you, like, do something to,
0: like, save her? I know and then the fact that she says I'm sorry before she does it I'm like are you sorry because you're shooting at her are you sorry for the shit you put her through are you sorry for not telling her you knew who she was like when we first um
1: read that scene before you know not rereading it before knowing anything I was a little thrown off with that when she said I was sorry because or I'm sorry because I was like what why like you just you haven't
0: known her that long yeah. Let's be realistic, if it came down to her or your drugs, you'd pick your drugs. Exactly, and that's exactly what Doe says, is she's like, Nikki was oddly overprotective of me when she was sober, but when she was high, she was unpredictable, and if her life or her drugs were on the line, there was no doubt in my mind that she would throw me to the wolves.
1: Right, so I was, all like, I was really like, confused, I was like, I mean,
0: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree
1: <laughs> well although one thing that made me really sad with Nikki was in this um the second book where like we got the memories of her like trying to help Nikki and like not wanting to cut her off and then eventually she did like that broke my heart I was like oh yeah. my god I could not imagine that like how hard that would have been yeah I definitely agree
0: it just goes to show how hard it is for people with like family members or friends in addiction or like that have an addiction because it's such a hard disease Mm -hmm. to like deal with because you still love the person you're trying to help them but like it is hard for them to understand that it's help
1: it's more so I feel like you can't help
0: someone if they don't want help
1: and Nikki did not want help she did not want that and that's the thing where it's like you can only help so much until the person themselves decides that they want to get help
0: and it's yeah. like that with anything, really. I definitely agree. That's a good point. God, Lex, like, you're on it today.
1: <laughs> Channeling my inner therapist or my inner therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah, I relate. The dream boy, or the dream man, or the or slash the brown-eyed man. When we first got like the first little glimpse of him, I was like, hmm. He's probably, like, some, like, husband or ex, like, boyfriend or boyfriend or whatever that's before she lost her memory. I just knew. I was like, mm, that's, I don't know yet if you're bad, but he is, he is the
0: man. <laughs> yes. And, like, so when I first read it, right, I was like, this dude, probably her boyfriend from right before she got amnesia. So mm-hmm. why is he not looking for her? Right. Like, what is the deal with this whole why is she not found yet? So this is my theory. This theory could be total bullshit or it could be like canon. So you tell me. My theory is that this dream <laughs> that she has at the beginning of chapter twelve where she dreams of him for the very first time. You know how when you have a dream, it's very fragmented. Mm-hmm. It it never makes sense when you think about it after. My thought is that this right. dream is about when she was younger and her and her ex were having sex. I forgot his name, but they were having sex. And then also containing flashbacks of the night that he tried to kill her. So it starts, right? I'm going to walk you through this. Mm-hmm. At first, I think this is the part where it's like, oh this was their first night it talks about it's dark out and she's nervous and whatever and then it goes to a pair of heavily lidded chestnut brown eyes loom over me and remind me i'm not alone and my fear is momentarily suppressed i think that is a she is in Mm -hmm. that moment in time and it stays that way until it goes i kicked my out my legs impatiently shh behave and you'll get what you want the voice whispers and I'm like I don't think that's the same time it sounds like something that someone says To somebody that's being quiet and they want to kill them. Right. So that's one of mine. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like this dude is just whatever. And then further in the chapter, it says she's thinking back about the dream after King wakes her up. And they get a little finger bang action. And she says, (laughs) she thinks to herself, the chestnut brown eyes just might be the key to unlocking the truth about who I really was and what had happened to me. And I'm like, bitch, he is the reason that this is happening to you like <laughs> mhm so
2: at
1: this point if you haven't guessed it the dream man is the ex-boyfriend who did all of this and i think it was he beat her yeah i think he tried to kill
0: her and like ended up I can't remember
1: attacking. exactly why I but it was some bullshit either. it was some bullshit reason that i was like seriously you douchebag yeah i i don't know
2: hey guys it's post episode ashley here again I just wanted to let you guys know that we had some issues with our recording this time, so we don't have like an ending to this episode, unfortunately, but we do want to let you know to tune in next week because we are going to be talking about the second book in the Inheritance Game series, The Hawthorne Legacy by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Of course, as always, you can visit us on our socials. We've got our TikTok, which is at blues.library, and our two Instagrams, which is blues.library and blues.library podcast. We hope to see you guys there and I hope you guys have a great week. Bye.